were being threatened by Bitcoin. And I love mangroves. They are the wildest looking trees that live basically in the ocean. They're huge carbon sinks. About 80% of the world's fish catch depends in some way on mangroves. And they provide habitat for countless threatened species. So, I called up my friend Alex Lopez to check in on these rumors because he knows about Bitcoin, mangroves, and biodiversity in El Salvador. So here we are, episode 10, Mangroves versus Bitcoin. Alex, so glad to have you here with us. Let's start with a little background information for the listeners who maybe don't know about Bitcoin or what the uh, ecology is like in El Salvador. So is El Salvador very biodiverse? In fact, yeah, it is. It's, <laughs> it's very diverse. Um, so El Salvador is, is in this region that's um, known as like the Mesoamerican biodiversity hotspot. Um, it's compromised of about 2 million kilometers squared um, between Mexico and Southern Panama. Um, and El Salvador is just a little spot and <laughs> all of that huge um, landscape. But within the region, it's known for having um, a lot of neotropical um, plants and species. Um, and it's also a biological corridor for a lot of birds and insects that travel through the region. Um, and Central America itself holds five to 12% of the planet's biodiversity and is um, one of the most neotropical regions of the Americas. Um, and it's estimated to hold seven to 8% of the planet's biodiversity, right? So it's recognized as the planet's third largest megadiversity hotspot um, due to it, its endemic and endangered species and topographical variety. Um, and it's also tied to a lot of indigenous cultures that exist within the region that have for decades and centuries um, protected a lot of these species and lands um, known to be home to about 60 ethnic and linguistic groups um, the largest being the descendants of the maya civilization um, and they manage a lot of the forest systems in the region and a lot of plants that are known to be indigenous to the land um, but a lot of ecological drifts and changes have been caused because of human development and hyper um, development in industrial cities. So protecting the region and it's this biodiversity hotspot is crucial, not just for the region and folks who depend on a lot of agriculture and land, but I think for the entire world because it's such a diverse spot. And if the biodiversity decreases in this region, it causes an impact for America as a continent as a whole. Um, but there has been a lot of sh a change in the, in the last century. Yeah, I think when I was reading your paper, and I can't remember if you just said it now, but you called it was called a mega diversity hotspot. Yeah, and I think that's just like, amazing <laughs> that term like it really drives home that it's 
you know, anytime you look at a picture of a rainforest, you're like, oh, it's so biodiverse. And it's, it's like that on steroids, right? Yeah. There's just yeah. like every little square inch probably has a bunch of species, including microscopic ones that we don't even know what role they play because we haven't, we haven't discovered every species on this planet. Yeah. And so it probably holds even more life than we know. We just know that there's a lot of life there, right? <laughs> like, right. right. We know that there's life there and we know that we don't know a lot about it. Um, or at least not as much as we could. Um, so, so you have this amazing mega diversity area. And then you have this controversial thing going on with Bitcoin. Yeah. So I didn't know anything about Bitcoin until I heard you talk about this paper. And I was like, okay what is going on because in my mind the digital world like almost never intersects with the irl in real life right you're the real life world but actually our real life world powers this digital world mm -hmm. um so i mean i'm sure most people know bitcoin is a cryptocurrency um but can you tell us why everyone is so concerned about essentially using it as um, national legal tender and trying to mine it extensively and what mining Bitcoin even is. If you can summarize it simply, I read about it and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> so many supercomputers. Yeah, it, it, it's a bit complicated. I think I mean, generally for the international like um, highlight about Bitcoin or that it's re recent like, you know, popularity is because of its lack of regulation. So it like increases access for folks. Um, and as long as, you, as long as you have the technology and resources to start mining um, Bitcoin, like you're a part of this international, right? Um, community that's investing. Um, and it allows people to be connected internationally, not be hubbed into like these metropolitan areas. Um, right. And I think El Salvador was a perfect spot for that um, kind of idea of a country that has not traditionally been at the center of the international economy. Um, and folks can go there and it looks like paradise. Right. <laughs> um, so it's great for marketing, but Bitcoin itself, um, is like other cryptocurrencies is a digitalized form of currency um, and its value is issued by private developers denominated their own unit of account um, it relies on a blockchain technology where transactions are recorded on this network of multiple computers and they're not just cited in a specific country that can be all over the world um, and through these networks they spread what's what are called or known as nodes and anyone with this technology or equipment can support the network and access some of those nodes. Um, and so this digital asset is recorded and it's not really regulated by one particular government entity. And so that's also a big question about, you know, um, cybersecurity and privacy um, because it's transparent um, to any user on this peer network. Um, but there's a lot of algorithm um, and mathematics involved that folks have to be constantly um, managing. And so that's where it becomes a bit complicated because those peer networks 
um, require a lot of energy um, or these computers that, that are processing these codes need a lot of energy. Um, and as the access or the, the demand for these nodes um, that become cash payments um, increase internationally, then the amount of programs, um, computer programs increases because the mathematical equation gets more complicated. Um, and I guess that's how it's like, that's how it's kind of regulated by um, the whole network of peers. So this complexity becomes an issue in El Salvador because um, as Bitcoin is kind of what's gonna run this plan that El Salvador wants to create, um, we're not sure, or at least it's not clear what type of um, energy demand is, there's gonna need for this mining process to happen. Um, and something that's very particular about the plan in El Salvador is that the president and the investors um, have proposed to make Bitcoin dependent on um, geothermal energy, which is not something new for El Salvador, um, like many other countries across the world living in um, volcanic um, areas. El Salvador has been dependent on to an extent on geothermal energy for a long time. And so um, Bitcoin City proposes a, an opportunity to increase or demonstrate that potential internationally. Um, but it's a bit complicated because Bitcoin itself has an unclear energy demand. Um, and El Salvador already has um, met, like there's not really a gap for extra energy demand from geothermal energy. So they're starting to see a bit of dependence on other sources. Right now it's solar, but um, it could be hydroelectric, it could be gas and coal again, um, even though that hasn't been relicensed in El Salvador for a while. And so that's concerning for folks because if Bitcoin City does go full on as planned, um, there might be high energy demands that might um, confiscate some of the energy demands from the entire country generally. Yeah, I am. Um... So to my to my understanding, Bitcoin, you get a Bitcoin because you're solving this really complex math problem that like we don't really even need to solve anyway. So there's that. Um, and then uh, the proof that you solved it is what gives you the Bitcoin. And the more exactly. people that are trying to solve it, the more complicated it gets, right? So the yeah. more supercomputers you need, uh, and then of course, the more energy you need. So it sounds like the more people that are using, that are mining Bitcoin, uh, the more energy it would need, which we've seen in different instances around the world where they already have Bitcoin mining facilities in place. Uh, the energy growth has been exponential yeah. Um, and communities are complaining about the pollution from the Bitcoin facilities because like in the US and Canada, they are run on coal and gas still. Um, yeah. Right. Which is just like, oh, no, uh, I'm forgetting the name, but I know I'm putting it in the show notes. Um, uh, Finger Lakes. They're, the residents near Finger Lakes are really upset because their lake is hot like a bathtub because of the, the Bitcoin mining facility. And, you know, in, and that's 
that's in a colder climate. And so I'm imagining, okay, if we're going to put this in El Salvador, um, what happens when you're running a computer a lot? It gets mm -hmm. hot. So yeah. we're going to have all these supercomputers in the tropics, and then we're going to need to air condition them like at an industrial level. <laughs> so there's like an added energy need. Um, and all of that, of course, is concerning for yeah. anyone and any life form uh, because we don't like climate change, climate change bad for everything, including oceans. But also the proposal to build a Bitcoin city mm -hmm. and mining facility and an airport in El Salvador is in a bunch of protected areas, including the extremely important mangrove forests, yeah. which provide, you know, juvenile fish habitat, which is important for fishing and also really important storm protection from the impact of waves. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's that's of concern to the the oceans <laughs> near El Salvador, of course, but also just the communities that live there, right? Mm. Um, and we still don't know if geothermal, you know, if this city could be powered by a volcano. And so I looked online to try to see what was going on, <laughs> like what happened since you wrote this paper. Um, and I found a lot of conflicting news. Yeah. And I'm wondering if, if you have, you know, I mean, this is, you know, if, if you've seen anything, um, some articles have said that the city has been canceled, but some are saying that construction has started on the airport and I'm like, oh no, the mangroves. Yeah. Um, so what, do you, do you have any updates on this situation? Um, only, yeah, exactly. The limited amount of information you have is just the airport. I think the, um, legislative branch of the country approved, um, like a, a bond, a national bond for Bitcoin to be available to open mm -hmm. um, investors. And I think it's called like the volcano bond, um, but that's very recent. I think it's supposed to go in effect this month and next month. And depending on that, it'll see, they'll see if the, uh, maybe um, more investment will come into the region so they can start development. But it just seems like the airport is the only one that's got, got an approval and started construction. But apart from that, the rest of the touristy area um, and the Bitcoin mining itself, it doesn't seem like it's going um, as expected. And the other issue is um, I think Bitcoin itself internationally hasn't had like a high um, constant in, uh, increase in, in usage. So there's been a bit of a, a limitation on that for continuing the, the process. So I don't know. It, uh, it, it seems like they're trying to push it forward with international investors, but mm -hmm. um, it's not going as fast as expected. Hmm. Yeah. So you also mentioned in your paper that there are laws in place um, yeah. that should be able to protect uh, the environment, both on land and sea, because there are environmental impact statements required and so forth. Do you think they're holding up the process? 
So it's not clear either because <laughs> yeah, El Salvador, El Salvador has its like, um, it's called Ley del Ambiente. Um, so they have their like NEPA or National Environmental Law. Um, and El Salvador's Ministry of Environment and Natural Resources, denominated as El Mar. Um, they're the ones who are in charge of approvals for permitting and making sure there is a complete environmental review where necessary. Um, and they'll look at, you know, if there's a dramatic impact on the ecological systems that exist there um, and need to, you know, require whatever permitting um, developers seeking to do a project to include a report that considers negative impacts um, to population quality of life for preventative measures or mitigation and also compensation. But for this project, there's like nothing really available. Um, and in my paper, I talked about um, a particular case in a village um, in, a, in the northern part of the country. Um, and the village is called El Gavilan, and it's a, a rural municipality um, in the department of Chalatenango where folks were facing um, environmental concerns for a proposal of a solar farm for Bitcoin mining, um, which sounds, you know, like great. A, a lot of the projects that the government has proposed are for 100% renewable energy. So, I mean, that sounds great on paper, but when you really look at the community that's impacted, like this village, um, the construction would continue the deforestation of areas that are already impacted, right? Um, and they tried asking for like a public consultation, which is a requirement in these environmental laws. But um, there's outlets that have said that no, there had there wasn't really a permitting process or no permit was re requested from the um, federal department. Um, and when I looked at El Mar, I saw a letter um, that they had given to the residents of the village saying that yeah we have no idea why um this is not in our records we don't have a permit but deforestation had already been commenced so um that's really frightening for folks i think especially in where bitcoin mining is or the bitcoin city is proposed which is the conchawa volcano area um where all these mangroves are as well um that's the concern like if they just oversaw these steps that are necessary for environmental protection just for the purpose of, you know, getting investment and money for the country that has been devastated by economic loss for years. Um, so that that's a just a small example of what can potentially be happening in Bitcoin City. Yeah, it sounds like there's a real struggle to sort out how to um get the country's economy moving in a positive direction while also not just going the route of exploiting all of the resources until there's none left, you know, because there's, there's the, like the cash crop type of thing of like, Oh, this will give us immediate money. But then there's the, the long run picture yeah. of like, what's going to be beneficial and and making those decisions of like, oh, well, solar is great, right? Renewable energy is great. But now where can we put it that's equitable? Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, those are some tough decisions to be made. 
And if people aren't following yeah. the, the permitting process and having community consultation, odds yeah. are they're not going to be made well. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty tough. So in, in, so the situation currently the the progress of Bitcoin city is sketchy, unknown, <laughs> conflicting information. Um, yeah. maybe the airport has started, but as we wait to see what happens in El Salvador, um, based on this research, what do you think of the use of Bitcoin uh, globally? Do you think it's worth the energy use, even for countries with cold climates? Um, I mean, I, I read something that like globally, Bitcoin uses more energy than Argentina in a year or Chile in a year. Yeah. And so I, it doesn't, you know, but then like the advocates for Bitcoin are like, well, you know, yeah, we're an energy hog, of course, but that's going to push innovation because like El Salvador, governments are going to try to jump on renewable energy so that they can power Bitcoin mining. And I'm just sitting here like, are you sure about that? <laughs> like, do you, you really think governments are going to be like, yay, let's do renewable energy for Bitcoin when they don't want to do it for like the quality of life of their people or for climate change or like, I don't, I'm just wondering where the in incentive is, but now I'm starting to get on my own rant and we'll go back to you. Are you concerned <laughs> about the use of Bitcoin? I think you're right. <laughs> I think that there's an, a big issue with Bitcoin itself that there's not enough information because it's such a new um, currency and its implementation globally has been very recent. Um, I think its unregulated mechanism also makes it concerning in terms of what to expect once it's established in a government or a country like El Salvador. Um, and once it, op it enters an international market through a as a legal tender for a country like what does that really implicate for folks living there consumers and i think as well as like um a lot of people who are living ex outside the country but send money in all the time like what happens to that cash flow um i think in terms of environmental impacts globally like there's more negative data than positive um and when there's conversations around it yeah, the, the main argument is like, well, Bitcoin is going to help increase investment for these poor stricken countries um, and help them participate in a global economy. But at the same time, when you're looking at countries and or the implementation of Bitcoin mining in countries and highly industrial, you know, developed countries like the United States, China, Argentina or other places, it's really complicated because um, their dependence right on dirty fuels is problematic, but it just shows when con the, the high demand for Bitcoin or cryptocurrency um, increases drastically, it, the energy demand is just out the roof. And for a small country like El Salvador, sure, like um, at, the, at the beginning stages, the government was saying even on social media that it was 100% renewable energy and we have um, unlimited amounts of geothermal energy um, or renewable energy, which I think that is really problematic. I don't think a scientist can really 
um, based that, you know, statement. But um, when that argument, or I think that mentality is what's pushing these projects forward, then there is no concern for the environment. Um, and sure, renewable energy is something great internationally, but in a country that has a high shortage of water, um, is strict is because of climate change has been faced has faced multiple um, cyclonic events um, during the uh, during the the wet season. Um, El Salvador is one of the regions in Central America with high um, deforestation and also um, a lot of dry spell periods. So, what does Bitcoin mining mean when these projects are potentially going to extract more water than what folks are already have um and is also going to maybe increase um seismic events in an area that's already high, highly seismic and also potentially um the deforestation rate might increase like we saw in that village because bitcoin mining depending on geothermal energy is not going to be and i wrote a little bit about this in the paper but the amount of energy that is being proposed for the bitcoin city itself doesn't really support the amount of energy that the country depends on geothermal energy at the moment and the amount that they can incur in the coming years. So the demand for Bitcoin City to the amount that the government um, that regulates geothermal energy um, really expects to see in a couple of years is not matched. Um, and so then what they should have made that clear in terms of what's going to really happen, right? And 10 years from now, if we are Bitcoin mining, um, where's the energy going to come from and how is that going to impact residents? And is there going to be a, a shift in the water demand um, for consumers that's going to be diverted for these projects? So I'm just concerned that I don't see that information publicly um, and I don't see a lot of public participation, but I do see a lot of support um, and I do see a lot of um, just economic development um, arguments, but I would love to see the environmental concern as well. Yeah, absolutely. You can't. You can't have one without the other. Where does the economy come from, right? Yeah. Planet. <laughs> like, where else? <laughs> uh, I think that like brings us back to the beginning that, uh, you know, this is the digital world colliding with the real, mm -hmm. the physical world. Um, yeah. The physical world has to support the digital world. And, mm -hmm. you know, we can only do that with what we physically have. Um, but yeah, I th so thank you so much for introducing me to worlds colliding of <laughs> digital and physical and Bitcoin and El Salvador. That was, um, it's, it's given me a lot to think about and mull over, I feel like. I'm gonna have weird dreams after this. Like, oh God! Cars running through El Salvador jungles and onto the beaches. Something, right. you know, not like Avatar the movie, but like you know your little funny picture avatar that you make for social media or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It has been a pleasure, and um, I as soon as I hear news about Bitcoin City. I'm going to be messaging yeah. you like, hey, what do you think? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, I'll be, I'll be also on the lookout to see yeah. what happens. Uh, well, thank you very, very much.
Thank you, Tara. I really appreciate it. This is great. I am eager to hear other conversations as well and also be on the lookout. Hopefully there is more um, information about this and mm -hmm. hopefully they do match, you know, hopefully the economy and the, the digital world does support the environment and vice versa, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, that would be fantastic, especially to create something new and innovative for right. El Salvador and similar countries. That would be ideal. It would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs>